0: Good afternoon, all of you. Yeah. Thank God for the opportunity to worship, uh, the Lord with you. Uh, you sang beautifully, uh, wonderful music. And I'm here, uh, it's, uh, it's a dream come true because, um, many a time I prayed and wished that I could come to, uh, LA, especially visiting Tokamsa. To, uh, you know, express my appreciation and gratitude because the church, uh, and many, uh, elders and leaders, individual have been involved in, uh, praying, giving, uh, to Vietnam. Yeah. Many of them have come directly to, uh, to visit us, uh, like Elder Chu and a number of others. So I'm here to, to thank God. And uh, to say uh, Happy Father's Day to all your parents, to your fathers. Yeah, um, I'm Paul. Uh, I'm married with uh, five children. Uh, is uh, my family picture is it there? Uh, is it? Um, if you could just you know like flash up. Yeah, it's not there. Okay, I'm I'm married with five children, and I'm I'm here not with my wife, but with uh, one of my uh, my my sons, uh, Barnabas. Barnabas, could you stand up? You know, a... so yeah, he's he's my second son. I feel comforted because uh, I'm I'm away and I have one son attached to me. When I left home, I was not uh, thinking that I would you know spending Father's Day away from home, uh, but yeah, thank God for the opportunity to to share. About 20 years ago, a missionary uh, sent out from the U.S., uh, initially from another church, but now he's one of the missionaries of uh, Tokamsa. His name is uh, Reverend Kim Yong-kyo. So 20 years ago, I met him. At that time, uh, I was in darkness. Uh, I, 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 I didn't know uh, who Jesus was at all. Uh, so I, I, I started working as an intern for his office and uh and uh, time went on and uh you know I heard his life story and I became curious about uh, this person that he he kept mentioning you know Jesus but I've never met I've never seen and he said this person is God so uh you know I became curious and later on I I read the Bible uh, fast forward uh, late 99 I became a Christian uh so um it's been 20 years now and, uh, he has been discipling me, mentoring me, and, uh, you know, rally people to pray for me. Uh, and I get the calling, uh, to become, uh, a full-time minister. Uh, and, uh, yes, I didn't, I didn't come to Jesus. I didn't, uh, look for Jesus, but Jesus looked for me and he walked into my life. So, uh, today, this afternoon, I know that is, you know, after lunch, you know, our stomach, tummy stretched and our eyes, uh, skins got, you know, drooping down. Uh, but, you know, I'll try to be short. Jesus walked into my life and, uh, thing changed. So I believe that today, Jesus also want to walk into our life, each one of us. Uh, I, let me read again the passage. Shall we rise, you know, and then receive the, the word of God and then we dive in it, into it together. On the evening of that day of the week, of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me. I am sending you and with that he breathed on them and said receive the Holy Spirit if you forgive anyone's sins their sins are forgiven if you do not forgive them they are not forgiven please be seated well this is a familiar story you know the situation the disciples are in right Uh, were they Were they having a party or a banquet or barbecue together? Behind locked doors? No, right? They, they gathered there, uh, you know, in hiding. They were running away from the Jewish leaders. They were hiding, uh, for fear of their own lives. Yeah, they were, they were crippled with fears. I think they were in a hopeless, darker situation. And they felt that, you know, uh, you know, that, Their life life is numbered by minutes. So, they they went out. Inside the door was, you know, inside the door, inside the hall. Behind the door locks, it was darkness. It was gloom and fear. Outside, it was doom. You know, outside the door was doom. So, they have no way. They are stuck. They are driven to their corners. They are at their wits' end. Why? Why were they so afraid? These people, they were with Jesus, they ate with Jesus, they walked with Jesus, they heard his teaching, they saw his miracles. And that morning, the two ladies ran back and say, Jesus was nowhere to be seen in the tomb. And then even the two, you know, like top disciple Peter and John, also ran and came back and say, Jesus was nowhere to be found. Why were they afraid? Why were they? Probably at this time, you know, they didn't have a real faith yet. Or they didn't have a complete understanding of Jesus. Or, for sure, they have not received the Holy Spirit. They have not received the Holy Spirit. their relationship with Jesus at that time is just religious followers to a religious master. And this master was doomed and dead. And nowhere to be found, or maybe when missing. So they were fearful because of the pain that they just gone through. And they were actually in there, you know, wildly and viciously imagining that they are going to be executed in the same way as their master was. Are, are any of you in such a situation now? No. We are not behind locked doors, right? We are not hiding, we are not running from anyone. But probably deep within our heart, in the inner sanctuary or inner chamber of our heart, we are locked up inside with some fears, with some sense of inferiority, with some sense of, you know, like restlessness, or with a gnawing sense of, you know, fear or, you know, unworthiness. And we are locked up inside and then we were... We, we were stuck. We don't know, you know, how to get out of it. You know, these people, the disciples, they were able to, 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 to run. They were able to hide. They were able to congregate together. But they were not able to find Jesus. In the same way we, today, we may be able to go to church. We may be able to drive 100 miles an hour. You know, we may be able to go to different places. But we may not be able to get out of that locked up room, dark room in our heart. Uh, we are not able to come to Jesus. So in that moment, Jesus has to walk right in. Amen? Yeah, Jesus has to walk right in. So when Jesus walked right in, what happened? There are at least four things happens in this passage. I believe that it can happen today. Right in the middle of this room and right in the inner Core of your heart. Do you believe so? I do believe. You know, the first thing was the outline was there. Um, uh, you know, uh, audio. Okay. Can you, can you flash up? You know, there are four things that will, will, will take place when Jesus, you know, walk right into where we are stuck situation. The first thing, let's read together. First, he turns fears into shalom. Second, He turns sorrow into joy and gladness. Third, He gives us a divine mission. Fourth, He asks us to receive divine authority. Okay? Okay, four things will happen. So let's follow with me. Back to this verse. You know, Jesus entered the room. If He didn't say anything on that day, do you think the disciple would recognize Him? Do you think they would recognize Him if He just keep His mouth shut? If He just kept quiet? No, they could not recognize Him because they were blinded by fears. They were crippled in fright. They, I think they were just, you know, waiting for the doom that taking place soon. They wouldn't know, you know, who's standing around. But when Jesus walked in, He speak Shalom. He speak peace. You know, in life, when we were in a dead end, when we were in danger, when we were frightened, do we need a good meal? No. Do we need a lot of money then? No. Do we need, you know, like holiday by the beach? No. What do we need then when we are in a, you know, darkest moment of our life? Jesus know what we need in exact, you know, timing and in a timely manner. In this situation, he know that we don't need we don't need mission at that time. We don't need uh, money at that time. We don't need cars and house, you know, and, you know, educations and certificates at that time. All we need at that time was shalom, right? So, he speak. The first thing he do, he didn't speak complaints. He didn't, he didn't speak, um, you know, scolding. He speak shalom with you peace be with you. You know, I experienced it myself. I recall an incident when he turns crippling fears into shalom. Let me tell you, on April 15, uh, when I was driving on a motorbike uh, from a tribal village in the mountain, out back home after, you know, worship service uh, to some of the you know, ethnic minority people. I was driving out, and then I sensed something wrong. I looked at the rear mirror. I saw four men on two motorbikes with their face covered up and with their wearing hem- helmet. They were I, driving very fast try- trying to catch up with me. I know something is going to be not right. And before, long, before I, I could realize anything, I was overwhelmed with fear. And then, all of a sudden, I, 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 I felt my bike swerved to the side, to the left side, and I fell down. Then, as I, I was falling down, you know, I would just manage to, you know, as I was falling down, a, a stick was hitting across my head. I can hear the wind, you know, buzzing through. And then, as I fell down, I, I could not rec- recognize anything. I felt, you know, darkened in my face. I blows after blows, stick and kick keep hitting on me. And suddenly I felt the, the taste of blood, the salty taste of blood in my mouth. And then a voice came, call out in my heart, call out to Jesus, speak to Jesus. And I say, Jesus, help. And Jesus, Forgive them because they do not know what they are doing. And when they heard me saying that, they say, Okay, we don't need your forgiveness. Tonight you will eat dirt. And the four men caved in and keep hitting me with stick, with their legs and with their punches. But then as I call out to Jesus, I felt a strong sense of warmth and peace. And I, as I was moving about to dodge their blows, their kicks and their sticks, lo and behold came two men. You know, this section of road was very deserted and empty. On the two sides was orange uh, farms. And then it was a dirt road, you know, about two, three kilometers, to, uh, one or two miles more to the main road. So I was stuck here. Nobody was there. And four men was caving in and, and beating me. But then I, I kept hearing, you know, the voice, say, calling out to Jesus. And lo and behold, two men came along you know in vietnam or i i i bet in other situations you know when they see a big group of people hitting one man if they come through if they pass by either they will walk away and avoid the trouble right or they will be a curious onlookers from afar but these two men they yell at those four men stop and then those four men change target and they they, instead of hitting me, they changed target and they, they wanted to hit the two men that yelled yeah, stop. These two men were not afraid. They kicked their bike, stand down, parked their bike, took out their helmet and start hitting on the guys that hit me most. And th- those four men, they were frightened. So they called out to each other, say, let's run. So they fled away. And at that time, the, the word of God in, in Psalm came to my heart. It say, you know, even though you walk through the sh- shadow, the valley of the shadow of death, you shall fear no evil. For I am with you. I prepare a table for you in front, in the presence of your enemies. And I, I anoint your head with oil. And I saw my enemy running in front, away from me. And then they were holding my motorbike key. You know, no motorbike key cannot go home. <laughs> So I told them, in the name of Jesus, return the key. And then I saw them throw back the key. <laughs> that is strange, you know, they don't need to throw back the key. They can run away with my key. But this is the, you know, this is the, the, the situation when Jesus walked in. And then the, those two men that, 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 you know, rescued me, escorted me to the main road. And then the whole time, it was like in a a dream. I could not remember their faces. Uh, When we hit the main road, they turn left. I turn right. I say, thank you very much for saving my life. Lord bless you. They say, no problem. This is um, our daily business. So after a while, I say, daily business? They must be angels, you know, doing all these things. They must be angels. So, okay, back to this. When Jesus, when we are stuck, we, we cannot do anything. Jesus will walk into our situation. Amen. And we, when, when he walked in, he gave evidence. In this case, he showed them, came and stood among them and the disciple, and he showed them his hands and side. That means he shows them his evidence that he's alive, he's a presence and he's, he's really there. So in my situation, he's alive by sending people to rescue me, right? So when we are not able to run to Jesus, we often say, oh, I come to you, I run to you, I crawl to you, you know. But sometimes we don't need to, to, to say that. Sometimes say, Jesus, I'm stuck. I cannot, I don't know the way out. All the door is locked up inside. I need liberation. Please walk right in and say shalom, and everything will be in order. Sometimes it's outside, we look good, with all the nice clothes, be inside our life, in the inner chamber of life, we are messy. So we need the reordering of our inner life. That's what happened when Jesus said shalom. He speaks into our heart. What does shalom mean? And I suggest at least three things. It's a comforting of a wounded heart, or it's a comfort to the soul, a wounded soul. Need We need calming, we need comfort, we need balming, right? We need, and the second is the illumination of the mind. That means, open you open the eyes of my heart, Lord, so I can see you. The, the disciples were not able to see until Jesus say, Shalom, and show his eyes and his hand, right? So, he illumination of the mind. And the third thing is, uh, he strength, strengthening of our broken spirit sometimes in life we are broken in our spirit we lost the courage we lost the the, the 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 zest we lost the um the zeal and we become depleted and at that moment the shalom of god come in and he give us the comfort of a broke of a hurting heart he give us the illumination open the eyes of our mind and he give The strength, give strength to our broken spirit. Amen? I tap the shoulder of the one next to you and say, he want to give you shalom. Yeah, shalom is not just a cliche word that we say shalom or peace, but it has a lot, or it is even deliverance from fear. So when Jesus walked right into our darkest moment, or our stuck situation, or our locked up heart, the first thing he wants to do is he turns fear into shalom. Okay? And the second thing is, when shalom takes place, when shalom takes place, when our heart are reordered or are stabilized, it becomes like a a plot of land or a plot of soil to sow the seeds of joy. So the next thing, sequence, you see, the next thing definitely and consequentially it will happen is that, you know, the disciples were overjoyed when they saw Jesus. At that time, you know, the door was still locked. The Jewish leaders are still hunting for them. Why they were? Happy. Were they just a little bit happy? No. They were overjoyed. That means they were exuberant in gladness, in happiness. I I I feel like, I imagine that the disciple was just not just sitting and listening like that. They would jump up out of the chairs, hugging Jesus, hugging Jesus, right? And then, you know, making a big hoo-ha in the room. And then at that time, they no longer fear, you know, that people from outside hear them anymore. Ah, they were over They were liberation. Jesus, when he entered our darkest situation, he don't just bring stability, shalom, but he also bring. he turns sorrow into joy and gladness. You know, in life, especially in this 21st century, the devil is going out all ways and all means to rip, us of our joy. You know, the devil is willing to give us all kinds of entertainments, but they refuse to give us, or they they, they, they refuse to let us to be connected to the true source of joy. So, you know, our uh, we are keeping blocked. We are robbed of our joy, you know, issues at work, at school, in relationship, and then, you know, and, and, or the anxiety of not being able to be accepted by this person, that, that person, and it rips us up our joy. Why the devil want to take away your joy and my joy? Because you see, joy is a, is one of the key, uh, factor, or one of the key thing in life for us to receive divine power you know in uh in in uh, in old testament nehemiah say the joy of the lord is my strength right the joy of the lord is my strength stop mourning stop grieving go and eat good food and do celebration because the joy of the lord is my strength right so and then also the joy is the key and secret the secret code to re- receive the desire of our heart is the joy in the lord that's why in Psalm 37 verse 4 the, the word of god say that delight yourselves in the lord then he will grant you the desire of your heart amen yeah who who here want to who here want to re- receive the desire of your heart let me know show a show of hand yeah all of us want our desires fulfilled it say delight yourself in the lord that means draw your joy from the lord Right? And then Apostle Paul, when he was in prison, you know, he you know, bearing shackles and all, and not enough food to eat, and mosquito bites all nights. Huh? And he said, Rejoice. I say it again. Rejoice. Right? Ah. We have we have only one life to to live, nothing to lose, and nothing to prove. Only drawing from the joy of God. And when Jesus walked right into our darkest situation, he turned, you know. He turned chaos into shalom. And he turned sorrow into joy. Yeah, that's right. And tap the shoulder, say rejoice. Yeah, be excited for Jesus. Jesus is not an old, you know, uh, an old, rigid, and, uh, you know, difficult, uh, you know, like uh, uh, heavenly police officer that keep, you know, checking on our life and making sure that we obey the rules. Jesus give us shalom and freedom and joy. But if, you see, if, when Jesus walked right in, if He just give us shalom and joy, is that all? If, you know, we are saved from the grave, is only sitting a, a, around the grave and, you know, jumping and singing all the time and shaking hand each other, eating good food, dressing nice clothes, is that all we, you know, we, we need in life? You know Jesus understand human psychology. He said when we are heavy hearted, we cannot do anything. So He don't want us to do anything. He He let the disciple were overjoyed first. So when we were overjoyed, we are excited. We are willing to receive, you know, uh, responsibility. We are willing to do something. So the third thing when Jesus walked right in, after He restored stability of our heart. You know, illumine our mind and give us joy. The third thing is a, he gives us a divine mission. Okay, here he say, again, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, I am sending you. I am sending you is a present continuous is a right now. You know, some of you may be sending, maybe, may, be, maybe may being sent right now. As father has sent me, I am sending you. This is the, Kind the of measure of mission that Jesus gave. This is an important business, right? A business of heaven. It's not just, in, you know, religious duties, but it is a heavenly business. Amen. I mean, as a as a man and woman on this earth, it's uh, so useless and it's so boring and it's so disappointing if we have nothing to do, isn't it? And the president of U.S. every time they campaign for their presidency, they say, "I'll give you more job, 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 job." Right? That means something to work, right? Something to work, but you see, Jesus doesn't just give us jobs, you know, mundane job, daily job, temporal jobs. He gives us a divine mission, a sense of lifetime purpose that is beyond this temporal world. There must be something more to life on this earth, right? And that is divine mission. Amen? Yeah, imagine, you know, the... The, the the governor of uh, or the pres uh, the president of the U.S. give you a personal call, huh? And say, "Hey, so and so, you know, I I want to invite you for 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 my bank um, my banquet, you know, at White House, and bring along your senior pastor as well. <laughs> Why would you do? You shove aside all your other schedule, right?" Give that priority. You know, even human they give us an errand, a VIP in this world. Give us an errand. We already feel so important, so valued. What, what, what is more? You know that Jesus is the master of heaven, the the owner of multiple universes. You know the the the, the Star Trekkers. You know, the one who takes stroll from this galaxy to another galaxy, all himself into our human body and say, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Amen? And this is this Jesus, you know, he's not a religious man that, you know, trying to, he really, you know, mean it. After he give you shalom, after he give you joy, not just to rejoice, you know, around the grave that we, we were just delivered from. We were, Rejoice and He give us a divine mission. You know, and then and then I tell you, when Jesus walked, well, he, he doesn't just give us a mission or He doesn't just give us a divine job. You know, He give us authority as well. You know, Jesus is a reasonable boss. It's not like, you know, some human boss give us a lot of job, but don't give us empowerment. Don't give us authority and equipment. But here, look at this. And that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Oh, he breathed on them. Why didn't he just turn something from nothing into something and give each a stick? Like, you know, give Moses a stick. (laughs) Oh, why didn't he just come and touch them and tap on their shoulder or tap on their head and say, Receive my Spirit. Why he had to breathe on them? Because Spirit a breath of life spirit is the authority of heaven, and Jesus, when He was doing this, He was revealing Himself, He is the creator God Himself. Because when God made Adam and Eve, He breathed into their lifeless body and they become a soul creature, amen. Yeah, so here Jesus is not just giving us a soul, He's giving a the same measure, the same authority that the Father has given the Holy Spirit. Jesus say, receive the Holy Spirit. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. Right? And he, Jesus, so here, He asks us to receive heavenly authority. You see, the authority of heaven is that, you know, if you forgive anyone's sin, their sins are forgiven. Or another part in the Bible say, if you buy something on earth, it will be Bound in heaven. If you uh, loosen something on earth, it will be released in heaven. So is that the kind of the measure of authority that Jesus wants to give us and want to breathe upon us? Breathe upon because He wants the Spirit to dwell within us, you know, and then to breathe. So the, the Spirit will speak the word of God. And when the Spirit is within us, we speak with authority. You know, so today, you know, the same way we we may be able to come to church, we may be able to go up and sing or sit here, but maybe some some of us are like the disciple. We are locked up inside. We are not able to to come to Jesus, but hear Jesus say, uh, hear the word say, Jesus come and stand right in the midst of them. So. Some of us maybe we are locked up in prison from within. There's a you know closets, rooms, corners in the a, inner a chamber of our, our life. We are frustrated with fears, with anxiety, with inferiority complex. Jesus want to walk in and reordering our private life. Amen. We don't need to come to Him. We just say, Jesus, I'm desperate. Please come into my life. Breathe on me, Your Holy Spirit, and liberate me from fear. You know, give me the calming and balming of the heart. Give me the illumination of the mind. And give me the strength for my broken spirit. Healing will come. And new leaves of life will take place. And he will give you a divine mission. Amen?